0: So, Heavenly Father, I come before you today, God, completely aware that your word is more true than anything else I know. God, that your love is real, your grace is powerful, and that Jesus, you died on the cross and you rose again. And the temporary um, issues that we face are nothing compared with the glories that will be revealed. And we just thank you, God, in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. All right. Let's go into the word. We have a um, what we're going to do, just so you guys know, um, we're going to do Go Deeper today. Um, If you haven't been through Go Deeper, we would encourage you. It's about an hour after church. You get food provided. So we do have food coming. What we're going to do since last week kind of got hectic and don't judge me. I've had a bad week. Can't really take any more. I'm just kidding. But anyways, um, what we're going to do is we're going to start with class one today. So if you haven't done class one, we can start it today. And then next week, we'll start class two and move all the way through the month. There's four classes, and they're, um, they're really good. I encourage you to come. You get a book. And it's really good because I get to meet some people and really get to enjoy people. But this is what the book looks like. Also, we'll be doing Ask Lakeside. So that tiny tinyurl.com slash asklakeside. If you want to go and put some questions, I know there are real questions out there. I see what some people think and what some people believe, and ninety five percent of the time I bite my tongue but there are real questions i I have a dear brother that I've been talking to um he got involved um he from my I'm from Miami in case you guys don't know and 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 I'm hispanic and you know I'm not dark there are hispanics that aren't dark, but I am hispanic and 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 a lot of what happens um in that culture, I've seen several of my friends and family members go through this. You can get some really weird teachings. Get some really people really preach some weird things. And so he's fallen to this thing where he believes that he is a Hebrew. And I'm like, bro, you're Puerto Rican. You know, I'm sorry. And he's like, no, I'm a Hebrew. And, and I'm not trying to judge him. I'm just trying to say I, I don't think that's true. And I, and I want to say that is because he basically said because I'm white, um, you know, I'm the devil. And I was like, if I was the devil, things would be a lot easier. You know, he wouldn't be bothering me so much. But I'm clearly not the devil. If This is what being the devil is. That's not good. Um, but because I'm a light-skinned Hispanic, that's kind of how it breaks down. And, and so we've had some really good theological discussions with him. And, and I know there are questions. And this is a guy that was raised in church. He sat in our youth ministry. And he sat in church. And he's read the Bible. And his mom has been praying for him. And, and there's questions. So ask really good, hard questions. All right, and, and it's it's okay, and I say that because I know that that's just how life is, and these are people that I know. So feel free to ask some good ones, and we could talk about them. If you want to ask whether um, you know you're a Hebrew, if you're Puerto Rican, you can ask that, and I'll go through that, and we could we could walk through that whole thing. Um, it'd be fun, but right here uh, we're going to talk about a message that I said to, to to love is to give, and I want to talk about loving, and I'm going to talk how it relates to giving. And you don't have to grab your wallets because I'm not taking a special offering or anything like that. But I want to talk about the act of giving as it reflects um, the love of God. And to love is to give. First, I want to give a first scripture. It's out of the book of 1 John chapter 4, verse 8. It says, anyone who does not love does not know God because God is love. And the first point that you can fill in is God's essence is love. God's essence is love, like his very being, he is love. I could have took out the word essence and just put is love, but that's who God is. Above anything else, he is love. And and then I want to look at, well, how does God choose to express himself? When God, who is love, saw the world who was sick and dying in sin, who was lost and without him, and, and saw the craziness that was happening here, how did he choose to fix things? Let's look at that, because how does love choose to express itself? And it's a scripture that I think that we all know, and it's out of the book of John, chapter 3, verse 16. It says, For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only Son, that whoever believes in him should not perish, but have eternal or everlasting life. And so I want to make the case that love is most clearly expressed through giving. When God wanted to express himself, when God wanted to reveal himself, he gave something to man. And I want to talk about giving, and I don't want you to go to the place where you think I'm only talking about money because giving is bigger than that. God did not love the world and send a check down. That's not what he did. Sometimes it's easier to, to give money than actually to give lovingly. But what God did is, is he gave something that cost him something for us, his enemies. We were his enemies. you got to understand where we were and where God was before you understand the greatness of the gift. In sin, it says that we were his enemies, hostile to God, opposed to him. And it was at that point that God gave his best, because what's better than your son or your child? to express his love. And if we are called to be people who are filled with God's spirit and followers of his son, we need to be people who are givers. You should be the most generous person you know because we serve the most generous God imaginable. And it wasn't like we were, we were just kind of on bad terms. because we were his enemies when he died. And when he gave. And I, and I want to talk about what giving is. And I want to look at this in, in the book of Ephesians, chapter 2. And I'm laying some groundwork here. Um, chapter 2, verses 7 through 9, it says, By grace you have been saved. Really, that's why I had to talk to my friend about the whole Puerto Rican thing. That he, because he was saying, because he's a Hebrew, Puerto Rican Hebrew, that that's why he's saved. And because I'm not... I'm going to hell. I'm like, that kind of sucks. All right, really? you You lucked out and I didn't? It goes right to the heart of the gospel. It says, by grace you have been saved. Through faith, it is not of your own doing. It is a gift of God and not as a result of works that no one can boast. Gifts can't be earned. That's the next point. Gifts can't be earned. God's grace, God's love is a gift. We really, we know it up here, but we don't know it down here. Because even though we know, and you could probably quote John 3.16, and if you've been in church long enough, you could quote Ephesians chapter 2. You could probably quote this. We know it's by grace and we know it's a gift, but we act like we've earned it or that we have to keep it by our works and not our faith. And so we wind up condemning ourselves because we're not perfect no, not one. And I want to talk about the quality of God's giving. Now hear me, the quality of the giving, I'm not talking about the gift. What I was trying to say is how does God give something? Like how is it? What came to me is a pack of gum. Number one, I had it in my car. And number two, I thought like, does anybody want gum? It's kind of a weird flavor. Mickey, all right, I think you'll be okay with this. Now, as I give Mickey that gum, I have a few more pieces. Anybody else want one? Because I'm generous. This brother right here, he needs it. Anybody else need gum? Oh, God, we are gotten to that piece over here. This brother over here, and then we got one on that side, and I'm almost done. Can you pass this down to Ms. Brandy? All right, so now as I give that gum out, I want you to know I have no intention of getting it back. No intention. It is 100% theirs. It's one of the only things. When I thought about it, as we give something, many times we give, and it's because we still want to keep a string on it. We still want to get it back. I don't want that back. Please do not give it back to me. But many other things that we give, we really want it back. or We want to know what they're doing with it. I don't want to know what you're doing with it. I don't know what's going on in your mouth. I don't want to know why you needed it. It is 100% yours. And that's the quality of God's gift. It comes with no strings attached. Because if you attach the string to gum, you know, you can have it, but, but I want it back. There you go, Robert. I know you can play along. You just pop it in your mouth, but, you know, I'm holding on to this string. And at one point... I might want it back, no, please don't do that'd be really gross. I think Robert would actually do that. You can have the gum if you want. <laughs> Robert would do that, but the idea the quality of the gift is is God one hundred percent gave his son to us one hundred percent ours it's not it's It's up to us what we do with it, but like that that's a that's a different kind of giving because how many times have you given something to somebody but you really kind of kept your eye on it. I'm not going to name names. I don't want to name names, but my wife. Um, so I gave her a gift for our anniversary. And, you know, it was one of those gifts. It was our 18th anniversary and might have spent more money than I probably should have. But, you know, hey, gave it. A pair of earrings. One of them is lost. It's only been a few weeks. Now, I'm not saying names. I don't want you to point anybody out. But I was like, ah. Now, I trust God it'll show up, right? I mean, you got to trust God. And I tore up the house and tore up the car, but I'm like, really? Like, I wanted you to have that. Like, I was keeping an eye on that. You know, like, I didn't really want to take it back, but but when I gave it, it's really kind of like, yeah, I gave it to you, but I'm watching. When you give gifts to your children, sometimes it's the same way. Two kids this week, two of my kids, the only two that have cell phones, broke them. It's been a good week, (laughs) really good week, (laughs) really good week. It was like, okay. Luckily, my brother-in-law's in in IT, and uh, we bought the kit for not that much money, and we sat there on the kitchen table and fixed it. It was really interesting to see it done. If you've never seen it done up close, I'm cheap enough to try that. And so I was like, Jonathan, go to work. And so we sat there, and um, he also fixes cell phones. So if you're looking for somebody to buy cell phones or fix cell phones, it's a little commercial for you, brother. I told him I give $5 for everyone I send his way. So use the coupon code Chris when you sign over there. No, but um, it's really good. He, fi- he fixed it. He got it going. God is good, but, but when he gives a gift, it's without any strings. It's nothing that you did could earn it. It is not a payment. Sin, it talks about sin, and you have to understand this. Sin has wages attached to it. Sin, you earn death when you sin. You deserve it, and you earn it grace, love, God's gift of his son Jesus is 100% free and unreserved, uh, undeserved. you got to understand the difference. And then you have to be, I have to be, we have to be people that are willing to give expecting nothing in return. Give with no strings attached. Give even when people don't deserve it. That's when it's hard. That's when it makes me mad. You know, I was driving by in that traffic. Anybody else stuck in that traffic that day? Good 90-minute ride. Nothing like your, yes, everybody just, oh, it was terrible. But I went by this one place, and there was a bunch of people there, and and don't judge me, all right? Just blame it on the bad week if if you get mad at this. But a bunch of people there that were kind of, uh, let's just say, between housing, and they live in the park. And we know that homeless people a lot of times there's mental issues or substance abuse issues, and I'm not bringing any judgment, but as I drove by there, and I know that there's there's mental stuff going on, and there's lots of reasons people wind up in that situation. I just read an article in the news about a guy who was a really high up in politics in New York, and he wound up losing everything and he's he's in a homeless shelter right now. But as I was driving in this ninety minutes of traffic and I knew what I was getting into, and I'm stressed out, and it's been a hard week, I was like, and I saw all of us driving, and they're just sitting chilling weather's nice. I was like, maybe we're the crazy ones. I was like, maybe we're the wrong. Like, maybe they do have it all figured out because... But and it's hard to give sometimes to those type of people. It's hard to give when you know people are going to rip you off. And here, I want to let you know I'm not a bad person, but I'm not perfect. I assume you're trying to rip me off. All of you. All of you. It's not... And it's just the truth. I assume people are trying to rip me off. I start there, real low expectations, and then when you prove good, then I feel better about my life. You know what I'm saying? But I, the, the AC guy, he was at my house Friday. And he said, he said, and I got, a, of course, a really cheap, shady AC guy. You know, I was like, I don't really scared about whether he was actually going to do the work. And Friday night, he couldn't get it done. He said, I'll come back tomorrow. And I said, but you live in Augusta. That's an hour away. I said, why? Why drive an hour there and an hour back? I'll, let's I'll go with you now to Home Depot. We'll get the last pieces. And he said, no, I got to go. So I looked him in his eyes, and he knew I was a pastor, and my wife is always telling me to be careful. And I said, I just want you to know something. I don't trust you <laughs> at all. It's not you, though. It's me. I want to trust you. And that's not a very southern thing to do, so you can know I'm not from the south because it's just very blunt. It's like, I just don't. I want to, but you're not giving me a lot to work with here. And he said, no, I understand. I said, but really, once I get to know somebody, then I do trust them. And then he did come back, and he fixed it, and it was working. And we had AC last night, and praise God for that humidity being out of the house. But, But so when people come up on the street and they ask for money, it's like, ah. And sometimes it's not the right thing to give. And I'm not saying it's always the right thing to give, but I know what has happened when I've given out of love. Because I remember one time we're at a gas station, and there's this guy coming up. And I don't know what happened. We had just been street evangelizing. If you don't know what that is, that's where you take your faith seriously. You go out and you talk to people about it. So me and a group of young people, we were talking to people about Jesus. This homeless guy walks up, and he asks us for some money. And that scripture that came to mind was give expecting nothing in return if somebody asks. And so like all of us, and I'm not saying to do this. This is a, just hear the story. Don't go out there trying to, I'm not trying to set an example. But man, it was like all of us at once just gave him all the cash we had in our pocket. And he just broke down in tears. And we shared Jesus with him. And it was this very interesting thing that happened where we didn't give like judgmentally. It was just a gift. But as we gave that gift, expecting nothing in return, just like I would hand you a piece of gum, the Spirit of God entered that situation. And God began to work on that man. Now, that's not my go-to. That was a special moment. Normally, I'm the guy that, oh, you're hungry? Let's go buy you some food. You know, I'll I'll take and I'll buy you food. You know, normally, I'm a lot more responsible, but this was a special moment, and I just want you to know the power in giving, expecting nothing in return from somebody, and of being the most generous person you know. So, let's go move on a little bit. The next um, point, it says, uh, James chapter 1, verse 17, it says, every good and every perfect gift is from above. Coming down from the Father of Lights. A point I want you to know is that God has given us everything we need. God has given it to us freely. Jesus is really all we need. That's really all that we need. We think we need more, we think we need AC. I survived without it, not happily, but I was alive. We, we don't need many of the things that we think we need, but we need Jesus, and he has everything. God has given us. Say that even when the insurance company says, no, nah, we're not paying for that baby. My Jesus has given me everything I have need. Even when after the AC guy leaves last night, and my neighbor is missing, and so I have to join the neighborhood search party, and I got to preach tomorrow, and I'm like, Really? It's 9 o'clock at night, and i got to go look for a missing kid? Praise God. She was found. All was good. But jogging around the neighborhood at 930 at night was not my, like, go-to plan. You know, it's not how I like to wind down for the night before Sunday. But, God, you've given me everything I need. You've given me everything I need. So let's look at some of the gifts, two big gifts that God has given us that we need to understand. Number one, it says the wages of sin is death. You've earned it. You're getting paid. There's direct deposit with the wages of sin. 100% direct deposit. You cannot escape those wages. You don't have to go pick up the check. It's coming. It's deposited in your account. You're going to die, or you're dead in sin. But the free gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus our Lord that God has given as freely to you as someone would give you a piece of gum. A point I want to make is that we are dead without God's life. There's nothing good in us. Without God working in us, we are dead. Without the gift of life in Jesus Christ, you are dead. A dead man walking. A zombie. Broken and breaking other people. You need Jesus' life in you. For you are dead. The next scripture I want to go to is is in the book of Acts, chapter 2. It says, and this is Peter, he said to them, Repent and be baptized, every one of you. If anybody needs to get baptized, let us know. We would love to, to help you in that step of faith. Be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ for the forgiveness of your sins, and you will receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. So the gift of the Holy Spirit is another gift God has given you. You have eternal life, but you have a gift of the Holy Spirit. And I want to bring the point is that you can't separate the gift of life from the gift of the Spirit. You need God's Spirit in your life. You need to receive what God has for you. You need something to come in and change you and transform you. You need that. You need more than just reading a few words In a book. You can read the Bible, and I love the Bible, and I read it every day. read it through every year. But if all you're doing is reading, you're dead. You need God's Spirit to come into you and to empower you and to change you. And he says he's given it to you freely. The Spirit of God is within you, freely given. You don't earn it. This is the crazy part. You don't earn it, and you can't keep it by your good works. We get the I don't earn it to receive it, but then we think we have to do so many things to keep it. But the Scripture says, does the Holy Spirit move and perform miracles because you keep the law or because you have faith in Galatians? The Holy Spirit will use you even if you're not perfect, if you allow him to work in you. Now, that's not an excuse to be a jerk. I really try not to be a jerk. I try not to to live in sin, and I I try to take my walk with Christ and to live purely. And yeah, I do sometimes look at a guy I just met and said, I don't trust you. But that was in love. There was nothing wrong about that. Like, I, I was honestly, and we left in really good terms. I just wanted him to know, scary dude, going back to Augusta, that's a long way away. I can find you on the Internet, but I don't want to go through that. You know, it's one of those principles. Just being honest with people. But You could be loving, but you can only do that when the Spirit of God is within you. And so I want to talk about gifts. It's a couple things about gifts because, number one, you have been given the gift of eternal life in Jesus Christ. That is awesome. You've been given the gift of the Holy Spirit by Jesus Christ as he sent the Spirit to us after his ascension. And right here, here's another thing. In 1 Peter chapter 4, verse 10, here's something I want you to see. As Each one has received a gift. Use it to serve one another as good stewards of God's varied grace or manifold grace. The gifts carry a great responsibility. Do you know you have a huge responsibility? By entering into the eternal life that God has for you now, through your faith in Christ, by being given the Spirit of God now. At this moment, you have the Spirit of God in you if you believe in Jesus Christ, but that also comes with a responsibility. I was talking with a man who who has a, and we may have him come here, and I might be getting ahead of myself, but he he works with churches in Lebanon. And apparently, you know, the Middle East has got a little bit going on right now. I don't know if you've seen the news but he works with churches in Lebanon, and he was talking to me, and he was sharing these stories about how he's working with with native um, Arab people to to go into villages and to share their faith, and and that just that just, I'm inspired by that. Like that's real. Me, you know, doing what I'm doing here, praise God. But I'm not afraid you're gonna beat me up. You know, Mickey's here. Mickey, protect me. You know, I'm, no, I'm not afraid of that. But he was telling this story about this guy, one of the church planters that that he's trying to raise support for. How he went into a village and he's sharing the gospel, and how a bunch of young men surrounded the house and took him outside and beat him down, and he was in the hospital for a few weeks. But like now, he's just ready to go back out there and tell them more about Jesus. And I was like, that seems a lot more fun than some of the stuff I spend my time doing. That seems a lot more worthwhile, a lot more lasting, a lot more eternal. But they know what they've got. They've got the life of God in them. They've got the spirit of God in them. And they can't help but put their lives on the line. And so when I say it carries a great responsibility, like it does. Remember whose you are. Think about what you've been given You've been given so much. Spiritually, you can't even calculate what Christ gave you, what the Spirit of God has done in you. And then you live in one of the most rich countries in the world. Like ever. We have AC. Like That's not a, for centuries and millennia, that wasn't a thing. And my struggle is, oh, God is going to be hot tonight. So think, what are you doing with your life? What are you doing with what God has given you? Does, is it going to last? Do you know Scripture talks about people being saved, but yet as though through fire and suffering loss? Some of y'all are just like, I just want to make it in the door. I'll suffer loss as long as I'm there, praise God. But do you want your life to last? Are you putting it what God has given you to good use? Are you taking care of it? Are you treasuring it? Because, you know, the gifts that you get that you treasure, you put in a special place. You watch out for. You go back to the special place when the AC man's been in your room alone, and you check the special place to make sure it's still there. (laughs) Amen? Amen. But but you guard them. You're concerned about them. And, and what God has given you, do you treasure it? Do you value it? Because they carry a great responsibility. The next thing is do not neglect. This is out of 1 Timothy chapter 4. Do not neglect the gift which you have, which was given to you by prophecy when the council of elders laid their hands on you. This is Paul talking to Timothy and and when they would commission people, and we still do it today, um, they would have the elders of the church come up and they would pray over somebody and they would, they would lay hands and it was symbolic of things that happened under um, in, in the Old Testament, but they would lay hands. And, and Paul says that when that happened, you were given a gift. You were given a gift, don't neglect it. So not only does it have a responsibility, but you can neglect it. If you buy something, anything for anybody and you give them a gift and you come to their house and they're not using it, how do you feel? Maybe you buy them a painting and you think it's the best painting and and you go to your house and it's in the garage, not the man cave, not like the garage behind boxes, or you buy somebody a car and you give them a car and they they don't take advantage of it. They don't use it. They run it out and they wear out the tires and they don't change the oil and they break the motor and it just falls apart. How would you feel even if you gave it to them? Or or, or you give anything to anybody, you just want to know that it was received and that it was used. God, I think, wants the same thing. He's given you eternal life. He's given you the Holy Spirit. Have you received it? And are you using it? I don't know. I don't know where you're at. This is not condemnation. It's just like, let's be real. It's just us. Just some friends. What are you doing with what God has given you? Have you let the distractions of the world overtake you? Have you invested what you've been given? Are you being found not perp- perfect, but faithful? There's a difference between being perfect and being faithful. Does God going to look at you and is he going to say, well done? Well done. Good work. Man, I don't want to just get to the kingdom, to, to heaven. I don't want to just enter God's presence alone. I want there to be other people behind me. That's my personal goal. I want my life to matter. Your life can matter too. I don't care what your background is. I don't care what your skin color. You don't have to be Puerto Rican. You know, God can use you even if you're not Puerto Rican. How many Puerto Ricans? He can use you too. You're special, obviously. I'm married to one. She's amazing. But God can use you. There's nothing that will hold you back. And so I go here, and I want to talk about the nature of God's love is to give. I hope that you can see what God has given to you, and maybe you'll be more generous. My goal is to be the most generous person I know. Be generous with your time. Hi, son. Look at all those wonderful kids. That means church is just about over. Why don't you guys bow your heads just for a second? Maybe you've never received eternal life. Maybe this whole Jesus thing is new to you and and you realize, man, I am dead in my sins. I've never, never received this gift of eternal life. God does not want it to end that way. His arms are wide open and the gift is here for you today. If you've never know that you've received, if you don't know that you've received eternal life, And you would like to begin your walk with Jesus into eternal life. I would love for that to happen now. If there's anyone here that would like to make sure that they are right with God, you don't know if you are, and you'd like to make yourself right with God, would you put your hand up right where you're sitting? maybe you've been neglecting the gifts that God has given you no shame no shame no condemnation just encouragement if you realize you've been neglecting the gifts God has given you you haven't been playing at 100% you've been holding back parts of your life from God and and maybe you know you're forgiven and you know that He loves you, but, but you're, not, you're not giving your life back to Him and laying your life down for others. If you've been neglecting the gift that God has given you and you want to make a dis- change, would you put your hand up right now? Amen.